Hey, what's up? How about this, listeners? It's a new episode of How About This, and on this week's episode, we talk about a very wonderful, relaxing, happy place of a video game series that you all might know of now, or at least have been familiar with over the last year or so. On this week's episode, we are talking about Animal Crossing, and it was just a blast to talk about this lovely, relaxing, fun game. And we also have a very special guest on this week's episode. We have Amanda Mack back talking to us about her experiences with Animal Crossing and she has an idea that is just unbelievably good. So please listen, enjoy, maybe get yourself your favorite piece of fruit and relax in the joyous environment of how about this talking about Animal Crossing. But before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to say there are some audio issues that come up throughout the episode. I'm not incredibly sure what it is. It sounds like some sort of rhythmic electric disturbance. I believe that someone probably had their cell phone too close to a microphone or too close to one of the speakers. So I apologize for that. That being said, I don't think it's too distracting and it should be it should be okay to listen to the podcast along with that. And before we start today's show, I'd like to present to you a word from a friend of ours at another great podcast. So take a listen to a little bit of a promo for a great show called Random Encounters. Welcome, fine townsfolk, to the trailer for Random Encounters, the podcast where every Monster Monday we will pull a random monster from a random monster manual. The necromancers flayed the flesh off hill giants, keeping the skins mostly intact. Join us each week as we discuss and dissect each monster, its merits, and its downfalls. Do I see armor class 9? Nine? Nine. You have to actively try to not hit that thing. Basically. <laughs> That's Random Encounters every Monday, wherever you find podcasts. Thanks, Random Encounters. Please check them out on the podcatcher of your choosing. And now, let's take a trip to Animal Crossing. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? It's another episode of How About This? And today we have a doozy for you. We have a wonderful guest on the show today. And we're talking about a very popular property that has kind of finally come into its own over the last year and a half. Definitely helped because of those of us are looking for some sort of escapism right now. Let's introduce our wonderful host, Jordan Hugh. What's up, my friend? Hello. Hello. I, I Have we dropped the uh, fancy epithets that we give each other at the top of the show? You know, actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'll call it right now. I'm going to say it right now. Let's, let's go back a second. Okay. And I'm going to say this right now. All right. I've got one. He's a billionaire and he don't care. His name is Jordan Hugh. What's up? Oh, man, I'm so happy to be back with Mike Staub, who's got his five-star nook all up in my cranny. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Animal Crossing always did really well for Nintendo. It was always a really big property, but it was never at this level. Like, Animal Crossing sold something like 30 million units over the course of a few months in 2020, and that's, like, unheard of. And this has almost kind of become uh, a gateway a gateway drug or a gateway game for a lot of people. And I know Jordan a, and I are ga- both gateway gateway, gateway into cottage core. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the gateway, gateway drug to wholesome cottage core in your real life. Exactly. And it gives you something that you can't get in your real life, which is called um, home ownership and happiness. So <laughs> it's happy. It's good that this is finally, people are finally really trying to achieve and live their fantasy in animal crossing because clearly um, this is the most fantastic 
of fantasies that a video game can give you more yeah. so than being, you know, a elf warrior from Hyrule or a plumber who can shoot fire. This game actually shows that you can pay off your bills and actually have your own home. So that's it's, really nice in it's, 2020. It's really sad. The American dream is dead and it has been replaced with, you know, Animal Crossing. Yeah, with talking animal people. But before we get too further into this episode. Indeed, we indeed. We should introduce our other should, guest. It's Amanda Mack. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, hello. Amanda Mack, who might as well be the head of resident services and the queen of Animal Crossing based botany. So yeah. Isabel and I are uh, our best friends. Tight. And it's fun. You know, Animal Crossing for me, I am actually terrible with plants in real life. So every single room in my Animal Crossing house is like riddled with plants because I'm like, I can't kill them in this game. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to kill your plants in this game. The most you can do is make them look ugly for like a day and then you can water them and they come back. Or someone comes and visits my island, runs through all my flowers and destroys Listen. everything. <laughs> that was, oh, that was the worst. I'm, that very was I'm very proud of my sort of flower and garden area on my island it is very time consuming to get all the hybrids but it's also like very worth it i've i've rarely felt more accomplished than when i finally fucking got a green mum or oh. a purple pansy which just took forever oh wow i see i don't even know those exist so yeah this yeah is, i spent is... i spent some time i'll tell you you know because the switch tells you how many hours your friends have played on certain games i remember like when i first started playing animal crossing i was like oh, this is fun. I like this. And then I was looking over at like our buddy Nick and like how much time he'd put in the game or our friend Steffi, friend of the show, these folks. And I was looking at like the hours they'd spent on the game. And it was like 400 hours, 600 hours. And I was like, that's insane. Who would spend this much time? And then like before long, I looked at my own time and I was like, Jordan, you're at 400 hours. And I was like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? And that's, I think, really where Animal Crossing kind of found its stride in 2020. It came out, like I said, amid the pandemic, and a lot of people bought Switches because we knew we were going to be in some degree of lockdown or shutdown for a while, quarantine in our homes. So people bought Switches, and Animal Crossing came out like a week after lockdown started. So this game has reached a lot of people it might not have reached otherwise uh amanda that, that was yeah. me that was honestly me i've never had my own game console until the switch because of animal crossing at the very beginning of lockdown and pandemic my my job my restaurant that i was working at closed completely in march they decided to not reopen so i was kind of faced with okay well now i'm unemployed and i can't leave the house and i can't see my friends and like i've if you've known me over the years like i always have five different jobs at the same time i lost all of them at the same time. And I was like, well, damn. Okay. Oh, so you're, what am I... so you're Julie from, from yeah. <laughs> Scott oh, Pilgrim. Very much so. But like, I relate hard. You work here too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But then no, and I didn't work anywhere anymore. So <laughs> I, I got a switch. I am not, um, I, I mean, I play, I dabble in video games, but I would never have like called myself a gamer. I now have put probably 150 to 200 hours into this game. And it has been a way to connect with friends, to see people, to kind yeah. of, and create a little place. Like my island has become my happy place yeah. for, for the time being. And it's really created a great escape honestly what? and like new year's i had i had covid um if you didn't know this if you're listening a lot of people do but i had covid at the beginning of this month and i spent a lot of time playing the game and new year's eve i hung out with my little animal crossing friends in our little party and it like it felt like 
I had a New Year's. It felt like I was with people that I, you know, was close to. Mike was on my island because he couldn't be in the same room as me. So he was That's on my wild. island. Um, my friend Kevin was on my island and it was like, oh, hey friends, it's New Year's Eve. Let's do a countdown. And like, it's it, the game has created places like that where you can go and still feel a bit like you're with a group when well, you can't be with a group. And I think what you said is important. Uh, first of all, I've actually heard the whole New Year's theme, uh, New Year's Eve thing brought up in multiple places, actually, on other podcasts I listen to and other social media outlets that because we're all in lockdown and no one could really celebrate the new year this year together, a lot of people went to Animal Crossing and Animal Crossing has like you said, you're not the only person who's saying this, that it's given them a happy place while we can't really have happy places or gatherings or stuff like that. So it's definitely become a almost therapeutic for many people. It Your island, like any a lot of other things, becomes an extension of who you are as a person, how you want your island to be designed. And, it, and you can get really into the nitty gritty and how you interact with the other companions on the island. So as an overview, as a quick overview, for those of you who are like, what the heck is Animal Crossing? I'm turning this off, which is fine. But for those of you who are interested and aren't sure and you see it all over the place, but you don't have it yet, Animal Crossing is a video game series. It came out in 2001. It was created by Nintendo, the people who gave us Mario and Zelda and Kirby and Star Fox and all that other stuff. They created this game in 2001 in Japan for the Nintendo 64. Over in Japan, it's called Animal Forest. It roughly translates to Animal Forest. And then they brought it to America on the GameCube in 2002 when they changed the name over to Animal Crossing. And since then, it's been made by Nintendo. It's pretty much made by the same team that makes your Super Mario games and your Zelda games. So it's like their top talent is working on Animal Crossing. And it's kind of given us a culture uh, over the last 20 years or so. But as of right now, Animal Crossing has become an extension of our culture. It's video gaming has seeped into the real world in this aspect and there are a lot of people in Amanda's shoes who might not be gamers but or might not really consider themselves gamers but have gotten into Animal Crossing because it's something that gives you some sort of true escapism and I think that's the beauty of it. I, I never played Animal Crossing before New Horizons, before the newest game so I'm also very new about this. And I've, I've been a gamer my whole life. I've just never been all that interested until everyone was playing it. I got myself an Animal Crossing and I loved it. I've loved it ever since I started playing it. It's just such a nice, relaxing escape. And it's a game that you can jump into and you should jump into almost every day to kind of touch base with the people who live on this like fantasy island of yours. So that's what Animal Crossing is. Uh, and it's a lot of fun and I'm, I'm loving it. But for you guys, what is Animal Crossing... What do you like about it? Like, what, what are the things that like about it? What does it mean to you? What is your experience? Jordan, what's your experience with it? During lockdown, I think I was just looking for any way to connect with people. And I just saw, you know, people posting on social media a lot about Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing was never something that interested me, which is something hilarious to say now that I've put hundreds of hours into it. I kind of just knew the Animal Crossing characters as like annoying characters that would show up occasionally in like, you know, Mario Kart <laughs> or yeah. Smash Brothers or something. And I was like, what the hell is this thing doing here? And I... I really had sort of an ignorant view of Animal Crossing. I was like, oh, this is another one of those stupid like Harvest Moon type games or something like that. Just like a time killer. I wasn't totally wrong, but it's like much more than a time killer. It is. It, you know, Amanda said it. It was just, you know, it creates this wonderful, happy place for you. It is a safe space. It is also in part image crafting because everyone's island is unique to them and usually their interests and the things they enjoy. It's part of your online community because you can go visit your friends' islands and it, it gives you some stuff to do with them. It's kind of 
of like the right game for the moment. We're yeah. living such, such a strange time. Uh, everything is so hostile and dangerous that having this protected little world that you are largely in charge of feels nice and even normal. And it provides the normalcy that often our lives have not had for the last year and a half. And hopefully not much longer. But that being said, I think that Animal Crossing has connected with folks like us and has continued to create probably lifelong fans. I, I think oh, yeah. after this, I think we have, we're going to have plenty of people who are always going to be into Animal Crossing now because of, it's like, it's like you want to thank Animal Crossing for what they've given us. To me, it feels like the beginning of a true online community where we all create our little happy places, but we can all inter interconnect with each other and meet with each other and visit each other that way almost in a not quite like a ready player one situation but oh, like the but i think it is that yeah i think the implication is there i mean mm -hmm. why else there's no other reason to name this game new horizons other than to acknowledge the fact that it is kind of the frontier into some kind of like virtual community it's almost there i mean a little shove and you are in maybe not quite ready player one territory but it's it's approaching the friendliest most accessible version of that i will say it has Animal Crossing has kind of bled into my out of game life as well because I am I am working again. I'm in much more of an office setting, which I haven't been in about 10 years. And I have a desk and on my desk is a teeny tiny KK slider and Isabel that I look at throughout the day as like, all right, friends, I'll see you later. And like, if I'm like in a project or something that is really stressing me out, like I'll just look at KK and be like, it's okay. It's all right, KK. It's okay, K. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I, I really enjoy this game because it is legitimately entirely different for every single person playing. So Jordan, your experience of it is going to be entirely different from mine because your island is different. The way you design your island is different. The people living on your island or the animals living on your island are different. You can really do whatever you want with it. Like if I wanna spend an entire day just fishing, I can do that. There's no like, all right, you have to follow this path and do this task. And there are like little tasks in game that you can do and complete to get rewards and prizes from the different characters that visit your island. But like, there's no wrong way to play this game. It's really however you want to play it. But I also really enjoy that you have to play with other people on their islands or even the, the turnip trade. Like I've only ever made like big sales of turnips Stonks. the biggest one yeah the stock market the biggest one was <laughs> i had to go to someone's island who lives in sweden so it was like you meet people that you don't know you have to travel you have to to see a bunch of different things in order to fully experience the game or you can stay on your own little island and play minimally if that's what makes you happy and also money actually grows on trees so it's just this wonderful fantasy island <laughs> that you can do whatever you want with and you plant money in the ground and it turns into a tree really like you said it becomes an extension of our identities which is very important i think my island's covered in fires yeah i meant well <laughs> yes. Amanda has a five-star island. For those of you who don't know, that means that her island is regarded as the highest of the islands in terms of quality. So uh, she's put us to shame, me with my four-star island that needs to be weeded. As always, games like this continue to grow and continue to give us more. And we're about a year. Uh, this episode will probably air sometime around the anniversary of Animal Crossing. And maybe I'll purposely put it out uh, on honor around the anniversary of Animal Crossing. You mean Crossing you'll manipulate time in yeah. some way? Yeah, pretty much. How pretty Animal much. Crossing of you. <laughs> I know. I'll uh, I'll hop I'll hop forward in time or backward in time. You I'll just filthy time traveler. That's right. That's right. That's how you do it. So Animal Crossing has been out for about a year and things will start to change possibly in game. I do believe that we'll get some paid DLC. 
coming after the first year. Or Nintendo looks at it and says, hey, not that many people are playing anymore. Not really as many updates. But we already know that there are some, some updates coming for the end of for the end of uh, January into February. And we definitely have a March update that seems to feature Super Mario items, which I'm very excited about. I think it's time to start talking about what we want to do with Animal Crossing because that's why we're here, right? Yes. We're here to talk about what we want to do with <laughs> Animal Crossing as a yep. property because I do think now it's, a, it's such a valuable property. And if I was Nintendo... I would jump jump all over this right now. I would be, you know, I would start planning for another game or or maybe planning to make New Horizons more of a platform than a game of itself where you're continuously putting out paid DLC every few months and maybe you have year season passes. There's a lot you can do with a title like this. Can I sidetrack us for like one second? Oh yeah, absolutely. I know I know Mike's trying to get through the show here. I'm sorry. I'm going to be the unprofessional one. Can we just take a moment? This is like such a special thing in Animal Crossing. Can we just say who our favorite villagers are? Oh, absolutely. Can we just take, take a moment cuz I know listeners, listeners just like us, I'm sure you developed a kinship with the animals on your island and not just of course the special NPCs, but rather the folks that you moved into your special place. I want to, you know, talk about those those guys. Yeah, Amanda, let's start with you. Who are a couple of your couple of your favorite villagers? Oh my goodness. Um well, the the two the two newest ones that I have right now, and Jordan, I know when I told you that uh, that one of them moved to my island, you were like, "No, I, I was looking my, for him." One of my dreamies. Dreamies are like the name that people have for like their their top villagers, yeah, that they um, want. But you can come visit whenever you want. I will, um, and I will. But I have a Julian on Ugh. my island, and he's a blue unicorn who basically lives inside of a house where the floor is a cloud. Um, everything is blue, and there's like astrology statues everywhere. Ugh. And his catchphrase is glitter. He calls everyone glitter. He is a um, a smug personality villager, and he's so charming. So I love I love Julian. His house is the coolest house I've been in. I try to give all of my villagers like little gardens outside of their house. So he has like little blue flowers and an apple tree. Because I was like, well, unicorns are kind of a horse. Horses like apples. <laughs> Let's give him an apple tree. So they all have their They're own lightly insulting little flowers. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a horse. Okay? He's not he's a, a horse, unicorn. but I'm sure he still likes Julian apples. Julian would when I so object that. He'd be like, excuse so me, not a horse. <laughs> well, I've, I've never said that to Julian. I know better. But I enjoy Julian's awesome. And then the other newest one that I didn't know existed and I saw in an article I was reading recently and immediately had to find was Flora. And she is a flamingo type who I had this like plateau on my island that was just covered in flowers. So I've moved her to that plateau because she's like, oh, I'm going to garden and have all these flowers. And I'm like, this is a perfect spot for you. She's a peppy villager type. So mm -hmm. she's super friendly. I love flamingos. She's adorable. And her house is almost like a, it's not quite a swamp. I don't know if I, but it's it kind of kind is. kind of a swamp. And it has like plastic flamingos inside of it. So she's nice. fully embraced like her flamingo nest and she's named after Florida. It's Flora. The right. I was going to say she's the Florida villager, she's which is really shockingly cute. not a gator. No. no. No, no, no. But I love them all. Like, it's hard to pick a favorite. Those two just stand out because they're my newest ones. So I've been most like interested in the things that they're going to say because I haven't spent as much as much time with them so far. But no, they're all they're all really great. Oh, and Meringue. I have Meringue. She's a rhinoceros that like looks like she's made out of cake and she's sweet and her uh, house oh. looks like an ice cream parlor. Meringue broke my heart. She visited my campsite and then I couldn't get her to move in no matter what I did. It was very oh. sad. Oh, that's a shame. It was. I still remember that day. That was the worst day of lockdown. Oh no. <laughs> Meringue. Meringue. 
No. 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 What about you, man? What are your favorites? So my favorite villager, I'm actually, as I'm recording this, Mike and Amanda can see this. I'm wearing a sweatshirt with Lucky's face on it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite villager is Lucky. He moved in after my initial swath of villagers. I got him much later. I actually, you know what? I'm pretty sure I used an amiibo card for Lucky, which by the way, they really have to step up the amiibo card game because uh, they're getting killed by these secondary sellers. And I'd pay good money for a legit amiibo card and, you know, more, uh, more, what are they? More amiibos, more Animal Crossing amiibos would be great. I actually think that would be great. Yeah, if they, I would love to see some more of the villagers like as full yeah. on amiibos. Yeah, and there's I'm like you know be littered with them if that yeah. happens. Like yeah. I've already got two, and I'm looking like, okay, where can I fit more? And it's just yeah. my desk is gonna not be work. It's just all gonna be Animal Crossing amiibos. <laughs> this is where I wanted to be in my 30s. Just have a desk <laughs> of all 400 Animal Crossing villagers. <laughs> so yeah, Lucky's my favorite. Lucky is a lazy personality dog villager who is wrapped up like a mummy uh the only visible part of him <laughs> is his one glowing green eye and the implication is that lucky is undead because his house is there's almost nothing inside it's just his gravestone with like the it just looks like a, a little graveyard inside so of course i i use the western style stone diy to make a graveyard for him and he's become like my graveyard keeper and actually i did the really tedious business with like moving all my rocks to one area of my island so all of my rocks are in the graveyard as well so they're all those are like the old graves they're just like old stones now so i like that that's awesome i like that yeah bob the cat who is a very famous animal crossing villager i think he's been around since the original game uh bob is a purple cat he's a lazy villager type and he lives in like like almost kind of like a summer cabin environment he really likes bugs for whatever reason it, what's funny is i shouldn't like bob there's nothing about bob that like says like oh this should be a jordan type villager but like i i won't let bob leave i would <laughs> rather throw out my game than allow bob to move <laughs> away from the island actually i think i have like attachment issues because like i i get upset when any of them want to leave i've had a few that i was like good riddance <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> and then I really, I also enjoy Ruby. Ruby is a, a peppy rabbit villager. She's a white rabbit with red eyes, hence Ruby. Her house is space themed. It looks like the moon, the surface of the moon, complete with like an astronaut suit and like the lunar lander and stuff. And she's just really cute. They make me very happy. But honestly, I have a good time with all my villagers. Like I, I have them there for a reason. I like them. I try to cultivate areas of the island specifically for them. And uh, I, I really enjoy my time with them. I really love Same. that Ruby is a white rabbit that's space themed because or moon themed really because mm -hmm. um, in Japanese culture yeah, they right. don't see they don't see a man in the moon they see rabbits in the moon mm -hmm. and uh, Sailor Moon's name in Japan the character isn't Serena but Usagi which is Japanese for rabbit. rabbit so I love that and I love how the game hints at that with a whole bunch of characters like tie into folklore and stuff like that which is really really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, my favorite villagers are, uh, I'm torn because I definitely love Pietro, the clown ram. He's like a ram and <laughs> yeah. he's a, he's, he's a, so scary. He's a smug ram <laughs> and he's a clown and his house plays creepy clown music. And like, you just give him like all of the weirdo circus stuff. And he just loves it when you give him that stuff. I gave him a purple top hat, like the second day he was on my island and he wears it every day. Um, I also was lucky enough to, when out on a mystery island, I was lucky enough to stumble across Anka, the sarcophagus cat. And she uh, apparently like, she was just hanging out on some mystery island cause I needed more villagers. So she was just hanging out and I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll talk to this cat. And I talked to her and she was like, oh, uh, you know, can I come to your island? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then I ended up looking her up and the whole internet was like, if you get Anka in any way, shape or form, hang on to that Animal Crossing villager, you know, 
forever because she's apparently like a top rate villager. Her the inside of her house looks like a like it has a giant pyramid in the middle. Everything's made out of mm-hmm. gold. Uh, she's awesome. She's, she's a, so cool. I think she's a snooty villager. Um, I also really love someone on this podcast gifted me with an amiibo card for Ribot, <laughs> who is a robot frog. He's so You're cool. welcome. And he is great. Thank you, Jordan, for that. Yeah. I love him so much. His house looks like a server room. It's wonderful. And um, randomly on my island as a visitor, I got Apollo the Bald Eagle. Yeah, he's and awesome. And he is great. Uh, his house looks like a dad garage. Like where you would fix cars and stuff, and he's got like auto magazines out. It plays playing K- KK Rock. Yeah, playing rock and roll music, and he wears a leather jacket. He's like, bruh, 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 bruh. so I love these. Oh, villagers. I love deep voice villagers. Yeah. That's why I like Bruce so much too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're- I don't have any. I like. I have one more spot. I have one spot left, and like I'm taking all of what you're both of you are saying right now. I'm being like, okay, which villagers are good? I don't know. Oh, you gotta like- get you a bass voice villager. Yeah, you need a. Gr- need, they I need to be a, cranky. Either cranky or snooty. I'm missing. Ooh, go cranky. Both get of those Bruce. Personality types. Yeah, get cranky. Cranky is the is was what I think. Cranky is what gives you the deep voice. I think those are the cranky villagers. Possibly. I just don't want Tom Nook to sell my last plot of land to some jerk. And I'm he's like, gonna. You know he's gonna do I it. Just, I can't let him do You're that. You're gonna end up yeah. with one of the dumb like you know hamster villagers or something. Like I that. have a hamster villager, but his oh. music in his house is my favorite song. So no, every time terrible. I don't have it, no, he's so cute. Do not like the hamster villagers. Yeah, my, my least the favorite gramster. type. They, nope. they call him the Gramster. He was Bad. my first visitor to my campsite, and I had like no um, dialogue option to not invite him to live there because he was <laughs> the first one. So it was like, there's there's two options, and both of them are you should move here. So I was like, all right, guess I'm getting Graham. Okay, but he's grown on me. I would amiibo him right out of there. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that with if you get some cranky amiibo card. But that being said, I think we have some. I think we have. We all have some good ideas on how to uh, on what to do with Animal Crossing as a property. I have an idea. I know Amanda has an idea. I know Jordan has an idea. Oh, I want to see how we can combine these ideas together. So who wants to go first is what I'm asking right now. I'll go first. I don't care. All right, go for it. So Jordan, you take the lead. Go first. Let's see what you got. Okay. How about this? Ooh. The title of my game or the game I am pitching would be Animal Crossing Town and Country, which is, I know, a Chrysler model. But fuck Chrysler. I can't afford one anyway. That's right. All right. So got Animal Crossing Town and Country. So I'm a huge Sim City fan from back in the day. Not the Sims, Sim City. I'm not judging the Sims. I sort of am. But I really liked Sim City and I liked the idea of building a whole city, not just designing features of an island of which is already kind of established. So my game focuses on the idea of really building and designing an entire town, uh, but with a purpose, because I'm going to combine this with one of our favorite movies here at the How About This podcast, Hot Fuzz. (laughs) Uh, Because in Animal Crossing Town and Country, you are competing for the best village competition. Oh, And the best village competition, of course, is being judged by none other than Tom Nook, and his good pal, Isabel. All right, so similar to what you do in New Horizons, uh, you're not just improving an island, you are building an entire town, and then you are competing against the ratings of other towns. This could be localized competitions with your friends, could be sort of global competitions with other people. And similar to the spirit of things that we got in the Mario Maker games, I wanted people to be able to have a code for places that they could visit or even enter to compete with the best villages in the world. The idea or the aesthetic of town and country is actually a a mountain 
vacation town. So everything that kind of comes along with a, I, I, I am having a hard time thinking of a town right now, but anything that's like almost like in the area of like a Portland, Oregon, like a Mount Hood area type thing, right? So it's like a forested mountain vacation town, right? So that's, that's the look and feel of this place. And of course we would bring back the shops that we're used to from New Horizons. So Nook's Cranny and the Able Sisters would be back. I would bring back resident services in the form of like a cute or quaint town hall, but I would like you to be able to customize these buildings in some way. I don't think they should be fixed. I think there should at least be some options so your town can respect the certain aesthetic that you're going for. And then these folks that have been visiting the island in New Horizons who are, you know, many of them are series mainstays from other Animal Crossing games, but I thought rather than having them just like set up a boutique or something like that, they have a physical shop that you basically have to earn and then you get to place either on your main street or somewhere in your town. So I would include a shoe store for kicks. I would bring back the coffee shop from Wild World. So the like roost that. would be back. Yeah, Brewster would bring back for the roost. I would like Wisp the Ghost to run the local antique shop because what little country town is complete without an antique shop run by a ghost? And also Wispin New Horizons is responsible for perhaps gifting you with some things that you can't normally find or that you don't have yet. And what better place for that than an antique shop? I'm going to give Sahara her own carpet store, which I'm really trying not to call rug munchers in homage to... <laughs> mall rats but uh yeah it's gonna be like a carpet kingdom type place so there will be a travel agency run by wilburn orville not an airport this is just for when you want to take the big rv to go visit the other mountain towns you have a construction depot that's run by rossetti mr rossetti who is not actually in new horizons but always was the construction guy in the previous games yep and lloyd will be his assistant of course a gardening supply shop to be run by leaf we're gonna bring back shampoodles hair salon so that will come back as well. I think everyone thought this was going to happen in New Horizons and maybe it still will, but I we got to get, we're, we're on a mountain now in my game. We're going to get Celeste that observatory. Nice. Because she should have it. And in the same way that you get to swim in the ocean in New Horizons, I would actually love it that like if you could look through her telescope, you could play some kind of mini game where you're like, you're like basically like moving through the stars or something like that and drawing constellations. I think that oh. would be like fun. I like that a lot. Yeah, I do like a Mario Galaxy thing. I'm going to bring back the police station with Booker and Copper. <laughs> but not like for like, you know, no one's murdering anyone in town and country. It's like, you know, for people that lose things. But we're going to come back to Booker and Copper because my game also has a little bit of a storyline mode. I would also like to bring back Katrina the fortune teller for a fortune teller's booth because it's a Jordan Hugh game. Uh, uh, Sao Joan will run the bank and the stock market will be back, of course. I'm bringing back the post office because I didn't like that they combined it with the airport because I think from footage of the post office from previous games run by Phyllis Pelly and Pete, those are really cute characters. They should bring them back. I just like stork pelicans are just really cute. All right, so Gulliver. How do you do Gulliver if you're not in a seaside town. So what I thought was this, Gulliver is like a time traveler, okay? And that justifies Gulliver and like, you know, other versions of him, right? So we're gonna have like Dr. Gulliver in this, who's like a local mad scientist who like just time travels and visits different destinations. And he's actually gonna send you on quests that force you to time travel your game since people do it all the time anyway. Anyway, I yeah. thought that would be a fun thing. All right, so let's go back to what I said we we're going to back to the police station with Booker and Copper. So like I said, it's the village of the year competition. And just like an untitled goose game, which I'm sure was inspired by Hot Fuzz, there is like a local fink in town who messes things up. He messes up your flat flower beds. He uh, juggles in the town square, crusty juggler, right? He <laughs> does stuff to your town that you like don't want. He plays pranks and stuff that might compromise your score in the village of the year competition or the village of the month or best village or whatever. And that's going to be red. That's how I'm using red the fox in this game. Like so that. he's going to be like a little sneaky guy that like never anything terrible, but he'll like 
mess up your flower beds or like graffiti something and like you have to clean it up. So you have to be vigilant about like vigilant about, you know, making sure he hasn't messed up your town too much. And basically you're going to work with Booker and Copper at the police station to like apprehend him and to make sure that he pays for his crimes. But like it's Animal Crossing. So pay for your crimes is not like going to jail. It's like uh, he has to bake everyone a cake. (laughs) Something like that. You know, you'll never get me alive. (laughs) Exactly. So that's my deal. And I thought it would be cool to try to add things to your town because you'll know what day the judges are coming. So Isabel and Tom will tell you, hey, we're coming in seven days. We're coming in six days, et cetera, et cetera. So have your village ready. And that's the date that you've decided on either with you and your friends localized that they're going to come around and judge the towns or that you've decided globally with, I don't know, if there's like some kind of like online league that you're in where you've all entered your codes into this league to compete against each other. And there are other little things that you can do to entice the judges into giving you a higher score. For example, uh, setting up a parade to go through your town, I think is something like adorable. And I thought DIYs for parade floats because everyone loves a parade, right? Of course. So a parade going through the town, set up a garden show. You could do like a Disney thing and set up a food and wine festival in your town. It couldn't be wine though. So I guess it would be like food and soda because it's Animal Crossing. Food and Uh, juice. Food and juice. The food and juice, right? And then, of course, there are two Animal Crossing villagers I love that I thought, you know, I think you can get the villagers involved in this. So I think for, oh gosh, why am I blanking on their names all of a sudden? For for Big Top, who is the circus elephant, and Pietro, who is, as you mentioned, the clown, you can have the circus come to town. I love that. For the village of the year competition. So that like is something else that might increase your overall score. What I like about this is it gives additional meaning to potentially the, I guess, up to 400 different villagers that you can have living in your town. And I don't know what the cap would be if it would be 12 people that live in town with you or whatever, but each of them should have something to offer to the village of the year competition, which is like whether it's Big Top and Pietro want to team up and bring the circus to town or whatever. Basically, you should be able to go online and scout out like, oh, hmm, well, if I bring, you know, Lucky to my village, he's going to set up a haunted house. And that will be something that the judges can interact with. And like, we'll bring up the score in some way. Fauna will do some woodworking or something like that. It'll just be, it'll just be cute. So I thought that would be like something nice. There would be, of course, a bait and tackle shop for my favorite couple in Animal Crossing. Of course, CJ and Flick, who are are clearly, clearly a couple. We all agree a couple. Definitely. So that is the idea. That is the idea. It's the town and country. And uh, it's the best village competition judged, I don't know, every six days, monthly, or maybe even you could trigger the event. I think that's great. One last feature. And it's something from New Horizons that I feel needed to be fixed that I hope I would get to fix in town and country. You should be able to invite villagers to your home. Not everyone has friends to play with that are always ready to play and come check out your cool house. And the birthday party thing is really special, but you're always going to someone else's house for that. And that's only once a year or when one of your villagers has a birthday. You should be able to invite people to your home for a party and like play, I don't know, a silly mini game with them or something like that would be fine for me. And I think that that's nice. Yeah. And I think with yeah. the competition element, they could also have specific things in the competition, you know, like, hey, guys, it's Halloween. So we're whoever has the scariest village, whoever has the best Christmas decorations this year, basically take all the things that your local suburban town does for the Chamber of Commerce and put that <laughs> into Animal Crossing. And you will live out your English slash American suburban village fantasy. And there is Animal Crossing Town and Country. Oh, that's so good. I, I love, love that. that. I like I that. that. I love how I love I like how it it takes what we know from Animal Crossing and what we've expected for Animal Crossing and 
it builds upon that and it gives you another experience that's going to be familiar, but definitely different enough to keep people coming back and give them a different thing. I think eventually, yeah, I think with Animal Crossing, little by little, you have to change up the locales and things like that. Well, I also, I loved Sim Town. I actually, I never played Sim City that much, but Sim Town, because in my computer class in my elementary school, that was one of like the seven games that we had that you could choose (laughs) to play during free time. And like, I always played that game. The idea of like, fully setting up a village or, or a town uh, with different locales and everything really is something that I would love. I love world building games like that, but it's not enormous. It's like, okay, here's, here's a little town. We're going to focus on this. And, and that I would, I would play the hell out of that game that, that you just pitched. Well, thanks, Amanda. To expand it. on the last thing you said too, with inviting villagers to your to your home, I've only had a conversation with multiple of them like once in the entire game. And I would love like I've wandered into my villagers' houses where there's been two of them there at the same time. I would love there to be a way that you can talk to both of them at the same time more easily because it's like, I'm talking to you. Now I'm talking to you and you're over in the background and not paying attention (laughs) to our conversation. But like the three of us now are having a conversation. I would very much like to be able to interact with more than one character at a time if possible. That would would be really cool. I think more dialogue options in general would be uh, appreciated. Here, I think more. Uh, I think more. More ideas like that. Like yeah, you could actually have a party and I be would like, love that. "Yeah." It, it makes it feel like there's a more, even more togetherness than there already is in this game and uh, in, in, in this series. So I love that. I love all those ideas. I love to change the locale. I love the competition aspect, and not to make people feel bad either. No, you know, no. you sh- everyone honestly, Animal Crossing is the type of game where everyone gets a trophy. That's fine. Yeah, uh, and I think that's how it should be. I love you bringing characters that were in previous games back too because new horizons is my first real experience with animal crossing and there are some of the the people that you said that i you know like mr rossetti i just realized was a a character this past month because yeah you shared an article with me mike that i was like oh who is this one and like there's a lot of ones that i don't know that if they were to reappear that would be awesome and that would make the game new for me again and would probably be great for people that had played that those yeah. characters aren't in this current game so that's a way to like revamp it while keeping it classic yeah mr rossetti also all he does is yell at you by the way <laughs> that's fine he's just an angry mole he's an at- angry italian mole man who yells at you <laughs> he's the underminer no he's a mr rossetti why don't you <laughs> uh, yeah no I, I i agree amanda i would like to see more of the older characters come back and I, I they could do this with new horizons as well and maybe they plan to they could get some of the older characters to visit more often i don't know I, I i see what they've done they want kind of a legacy thing like i actually really appreciate the sensitivity that they handled sao joan with and that you know she's she's not well she's an older character right so daisy may who's the little baby pig now sells the stocks you know the turnips so that's it's cute you know yeah i i appreciate the evolution yeah no i think that's i think that's awesome and i love that and i also think that in a game like this and in animal crossing in general needs to have some sort of way for you to build up some kind of imaginary score on an app of some sort maybe like an animal crossing app or the nintendo app i think that'll play into my idea a little bit too as we get to it but amanda why don't you give us your your take and then i'll hop in after you're done all right So I mentioned this earlier, but I recently, this past month, I had COVID. There were two full weeks that I had to It's January because this will air in like March. Well, we're, yes, January. So in the beginning of January, end of December, beginning of January, I had COVID. I'm okay now. It was never like really, really bad, but it was, I still don't advise it was not fun, but I had a lot of time 
by myself with a lot of time to fill. Um, And there were two games in particular that I played a lot of. Animal Crossing being definitely one of them. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing since I think April. April. Yeah. April. The second being a game that was responsible for me not sleeping throughout the entirety of high school. And they have currently released a a version that is playable on the Switch with a lot of updates, a lot more things you can do. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh my God. I spent, how about this? Ooh. Ooh. You said it. I would like some kind of mashup of the two games where it's the Animal Crossing characters, but you need to build and operate a theme park. Oh my God. This is so good. So good. Um, I don't have a name for it. And Jordan, you had a name for yours and you said, and I was like, oh, I've been trying to think of one, but all I can think of is like loopy landscapes and thrills and spills. And like, they're all, <laughs> they're all the same as like the roller coaster tycoon name. So some, the name, the name is, is uh, a work in progress right now. Uh, okay. Maybe by the end of this pitch, it will like light bulb into my head, but some things Jordan in your pitch, I was like, oh, that's a crossover kind of into mine. Please. Um, so I'll start with this, but like there would be a haunted house. You said like Lucky might run a haunted house. In my haunted house, like you would run into Wisp and there might be a mini game in there that that. you have to like, it could be finding his pieces again, but some some kind of mini game run by Wisp. Well, that um, fits. That actually fits better in yours. Mine would be like like a day at the fair type thing. Yours is the fair. Yours is the park. Yeah. So it could be two different haunted houses too. You know, you have like Lucky's like pop up haunted house, and then you have mm. this one that's a that's a structure. So the two games could exist <laughs> simultaneously. Right. Mine is the shitty haunted house that only comes by once a year. That's run by the local teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> People get like hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the traveling carnival that's held together with right. like band-aids yeah. and duct tape. Oh yeah. These safety standards are abominable. Oh man, I don't know if you should get on there. But I'm wondering, and this is all also like a work in progress. I'm wondering if the different types of rides like attract different personality type villagers. Ooh, like, oh, I love that. That's, um, good. that's so good. And in order to kind of yeah. have a balance of all the different personality types, like you have to have a balance of attractions. So you have to have the if jump want- rides, the thrill rides, the- um, This is- fucking great oh my god mike would build like extreme action park only attracting jock and rock and roll villagers <laughs> yeah harry would be like this fucking rocks i love this roller coaster <laughs> oh my god and i i wouldn't have crankies because they would just go the ticket prices are too high <laughs> oh yeah the crankies are just the trolls of the theme park i don't like this this yeah. is terrible my son had a terrible day my ice cream fell <laughs> <laughs> can you give me more <laughs> um but like i instead of like the campsite you would attract different villagers like based on what attractions you have so that yes people that would visit randomly i think instead of living there it would be the the villagers that like operate your attractions so certain personality types are like in charge of like like you might see like meringue operating the ferris wheel or the ice cream shop i don't know like it 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 could be a rotating thing i don't know who exactly would operate what i Uh, can't believe how good this idea is this is so good i'm upset this isn't real i know you have more to pitch but i'm like oh this is really good um, instead of the airport and flying there, you would take a train to visit different theme parks because every theme park has a train. Has a train. So Absolutely. there would be like the train that connects like you to your friend's theme park to the next friend's theme park. You would it would be run by the same thing, kind of a similar concept as the airport, but instead twould be a train. Timmy and Tommy would work the gift shop. Isabella's guest relations. Tom Nook would kind of work with Isabella on the same kind of thing, but instead of giving you like DIYs or selling plots of land, he would give you blueprints for attractions. This is so. So good. Oh my God. <laughs> um, Celeste is in charge of the fireworks show. It only happens on certain nights when the stars are not in the sky. Um, 
flick I was thinking could run like some kind of nature show with like creepy crawlies that you have to bring to him. Yeah, hey, not, a, not a well-attended attraction just, <laughs> yeah, for little kids. We're running little real kids. we're running real low on tarantulas, man. We're going to need those bugs. <laughs> yeah. KK is the entertainment. Obviously. So it's incorporates the KK. He runs the pavilion. Right? Yeah. And like you said, you said parade. And I was like, yes, there would be a parade. There would yes. be a parade through town. Well, you have Everybody loves a parade. Pave the peacock. Oh, there you I'm go. so excited. I'm so excited for that. Or Big Top. I really like Big yeah, Top. Big one Top of my favorite great. villagers. Big Top is great. And could also be in this one. Yeah. There you go. Big Top and Pietro. Um, Mr. Rossetti could be the maintenance guy when stuff breaks down. <laughs> they got people <laughs> dying on the merry-go-round. <laughs> oh, oh, how does that happen? How do you die on the merry-go-round? <laughs> Gullivar runs the pirate show. Does Lucky bury people behind the haunted house when they die? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I like how we both had the same idea of what Mr. Rossetti definitely sounds like. <laughs> hey, hey, get off the ride. It's broken. Yeah. This is covered in vomit. <laughs> I'm sick of cleaning up kid puke on the loop-de-loop. Oh Turn God. it down. There shouldn't be a 30-minute wait at guest services. <laughs> <laughs> um, who is the fortune teller? Because I didn't know that Katrina. that was Katrina. Katrina. Katrina would be there too. Until you mentioned Katrina, I was, had no knowledge of her existing. She would yeah. fit perfectly in this game. Yeah, listeners can correct me. Katrina, I think was from I think was from New Leaf. Or you know what? I'm sorry. I think actually Katrina was in many of the games. But yeah, she's a fortune teller. Very she's a cat. Cool. I believe a cat fortune teller. But in thinking of this this game version, and there would be a bunch of mini games. Like there could be a carnival area where you have to play like midway like ring games. Toss the midway or, games. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that would, in general, I, I love how interactive Animal Crossing is, but in general, I wish it was a little bit more interactive. Like sure. you have a teacups ride in New Horizons. Like I want to see a villager sitting in there or be able to like go sit in there. Yeah. So in general, I would like the interaction to go a little bit up, but I also realize there are so many items in the game that I feel like that would take a lot of additional programming and everything. So like, I think they're up to it. I think they're up to that task because well, here we uh, go. this is like, Amanda, you're probably like the 5,000th person to mention to me that they're like, oh, man, I create these areas on the island and sometimes my villagers don't spend any time there. And it's actually because they can't interact with some of the pieces. The teacup ride's the biggest one because we all have a teacup ride that's native to our island that you buy at Resident Services and you think, oh, I'm going to buy this ride and my villagers will use it. They can't sit in those teacups. That's kind of a problem. Yeah. So this this game would definitely require more interaction with the scenery and with the elements around it, specifically like the teacup ride. In general, too, there's a design feature when you're in your house that you can kind of move items to a specific spot, specifically on tables. I think that's actually probably easier because they probably use the grid anyway to help you design your island in the background. So that sounds like right. something that you could probably do. Yeah. They probably just want you to be not spend all of your time looking at a grid map and and playing as the character it that's probably the reason why for that yeah there are a few little quality of life things like that like i i wish when you went to able sisters you could like buy more than one hat at the same time yeah. rather than having to keep re-entering the fitting room or when you go to nook's cranny just like having a quantity button so yeah. i don't have to like buy this buy this buy this just like i would like to buy 20 of these things please yeah. you know i would also like there to be just more items to purchase every time but you also have to check every day, so that kind of makes you go back to the go back into the game every day. Yeah. And right. you know, Nintendo made a lot of money with Animal Crossing: New Horizons, so I could totally see them continuing and adding these things and and expanding upon it, just because it's become a cash cow for them. For sure. I mean, they're more likely to add more updates to New Horizon before they make a new game. It seems to take them actually quite a long time to make new Animal Crossings games. So yeah, I think I think there's so, a lot. They're so expansive. Yeah, you know? there's a lot going yeah. on. Um, but. 
specifically with able sisters too, the buying items, like there's a lot of times I go in and I buy stuff for my villagers. So it's like, I would like to buy this and keep it in my pocket so that I don't have to wear it and then go back home and then go into my storage to get the thing that I had on my person before I walked into the store. Um, so minor inconvenience takes 30 seconds to, to kind of loop around. So it's really not that big of a problem, but just little things. It's first world problems. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always the little things, but I love this game. I want to play it. I can carry 30 pairs of shoes in my pockets. That's how, that's how pockets work. Totally. I do have some things because while I was thinking about the, the game park. Oh, also red would sell like park collectibles, but you have to watch out for knockoffs. Oh, yes. That's um, so good. Amanda, this is so good. Thanks. Wow. Yeah, Red would be the sleazy guy at the carnival just being like, ah, come on, I got your Tom Nook doll right here. <laughs> this isn't an official Tom Nook. Um, <laughs> Tom had, Book? Tom. I had ideas for if they were to, I know there's a, a Nintendo theme park in real life. Well, not yet, but it's coming soon. It's coming. It's coming. Um, So if they were to ever do like an Animal Crossing section of that, um, Nook's Cranny, they would clearly have to use Nook's Cranny as a gift shop. Um, And I think they should have like special items there that vary by day, by week or by month that they like only have a hundred of. So you need to be like, it's like, this is in limited quantity. So act fast. So it would get people to the park like early in the morning and you'd have to be in like the first hundred or a thousand. I don't know how many people they expect to get there every day people to get said specific item that changes every single day. I love could that. Be like could be a keychain, could be like a hundred dollar hoodie. I have no idea whatever they want to do. Oh it's like um, Disney it's like Disney pins. Yeah, yeah. It's like the pins. Yeah. Or or like the rose gold stuff. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. Um then they could do like fruit stands or fruit themed snacks and drinks. Um able sisters there would have apparel, but you should be able to like design your own t-shirt as you can do in the game. And like they have like a sweets shop or something. I'm saying again, possibly run by meringue, more with special visits by meringue. They should have like flower-shaped confections, like chocolate lollipops and things like that, but that look oh. like flowers. Because there's so much I was like, oh, this is a cool theme park game. And I'm like, wait, there's gonna be an actual theme park. Are they gonna have an Animal Crossing section? Not yet. All the things they should have in the animal crossing section that doesn't exist well, so nintendo yeah. listen to me i want to go to your animal crossing section at the future theme park that's not in existence yet but <laughs> please please make it happen yeah no i think this game is is great and i think that it plays into it like kind of like yours jordan both of your games really um would lead the games to having more visitors from the other villagers you have to have people visit the theme park and you want people to visit the the, the town of the year right yeah. so it would actually encourage them to maybe every day you have new visitors that are just regular animal crossing people that aren't necessarily like your standard npc animal crossing characters so this could be a good way of getting more people to the more animals to the island i never say this on the show i i don't think i say it like this i'm aggressively angry that that game doesn't exist because i would <laughs> fucking sell my life to play it right now yeah that sounds really great and maybe give they'll up do living it. to play the game never know maybe they'll do it i love that idea and uh, actually it actually kind of it ties into my idea quite a bit so how about this as amanda mentioned a few minutes ago nintendo is opening up a theme park in florida osaka japan which should open in april they're opening a theme park in uh, hollywood as well hollywood california and it's going to be Super Nintendo World. And we know right now that Super Nintendo World is going to have a Super Mario section with Mario Kart and Yoshi and all that stuff. And some of the stuff I've seen from it is great. Like they Nintendo did like a little 15 minute tour of the world and it looks amazing. And how it combines like what we're used to with theme parks, with gaming and like screens and visuals and all that is, is a lot of fun. 
And for example, like when you go into Toad's Cafe or as they call in Japan, Kenopio's Cafe, when you go into Toad's Cafe, there are all these screens on the wall that like represent you kind of looking into like what's going on in the background. So you'll see like on these screens, like with depth perception and all that, like Toad's cooking in the background and making all the stuff that you're going to buy and eat. And it's great. And they gamified the park. So you wear like a wristband similar to like a magic band at Disney World and it talks to an app on your phone and like you can punch blocks and earn coins on the app and wow. you can do all this stuff and you get different challenges that you do throughout the day that you get more of these kind of Nintendo points on your app that I don't know exactly what eventually they amount to, but maybe you keep your high score with you when you can continue to come back. Maybe you can use it for gifts. I don't know. We know right now that there's at least going to be a Mario section. And then eventually at some point in the future, there's going to be a Donkey Kong country section of the theme park. Similar to what Amanda was saying a few minutes ago, I think this is the perfect time because of the popularity of this game for Nintendo to do something with Animal Crossing in their theme parks. And as we talked about in our our Disney park episode or Disney world episode, which I actually had a lot of fun listening back to and editing down was theme parks are becoming less just thrill rides and fun and more of this kind of experiential stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I think the future of theme parks is kind of like a Westworld where things get more and more experiential and evil robots try to kill you. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, until yeah, they kill you until they try to kill you. But I think that these theme parks are going to get more and more about everything else not just about the rides and the thrills. And I think Nintendo has is sitting on top of a gold mine with Animal Crossing. I don't think Animal Crossing as a property should have like a roller coaster or maybe maybe a dark ride, maybe, but not really, right? Like that would be like, okay, so what's the point? That's nothing what the games are like. You don't do this type of stuff in the games unless you're playing Amanda's version of Animal Crossing, which, you know, would be a lot of fun. And I think that real good, real good. I real think good. that I think that at what Animal Crossing should do is with work with Nintendo and Universal. And I think there should be a resort. I think there should be an Animal Crossing resort that's part of the Super Nintendo World section. And what you do is you get off the plane, you take your your bus or your car or wherever to Universal Studios in Florida. I'm using Florida as the example. They have a lot of space. And, you know, I know they're building the epic universe and all that epic stuff. And what you do is you, you get off the bus. But I think that one of the choices for you to stay should be Animal Crossing. And I think you get to the park. And if you're staying in Animal Crossing, you go to a specific entrance and there... In Florida, they have all these canals that kind of go through between all the parks and all the hotels. And I think what you do is you check in at Dodo and company, right? You walk into like the Dodo, not maybe, and I would actually maybe even call it the airport, but you check into the Dodo airport and the Dodos, you have some sort of screens and people combined together and you're working with them. And they actually are like, okay, great. You're staying at the, the Nook Resort here at Animal Crossing. And I think maybe a few weeks before you go, similar to a magic band, Nintendo sends you your Nook bracelet, which mm. has your Nook miles and your Nook, your Nook passport on it. So you can maybe go on an app and like make up your passport before you go, which is like your early check-in and all that stuff. And you can put your picture on there. You can really make like your Animal Crossing passport. And then you get to the park, you get to the resort and the dodos are on the screen behind you, but you're actually, you know, you're being helped by a person or like a kiosk and the dodos help you work your way. And then you get onto a boat that's designed to look like the biplane or the, I'm sorry, the seaplane. And it takes you to Animal Crossing, which is a resort. And I think everyone at the resort stays in the Nook Hotel, which is going to be this giant hotel run by Tom Nook and Isabel. And you go to their concierge and they check you in and every room 
has a different theme and maybe you can have your room themed like an Animal Crossing villager. Maybe all the houses in Animal Crossing have like certain different themes to it. Very nice. You could do something like that. And I think that, you know, they could check in with you maybe through screens, maybe through your phone app, all this stuff. Maybe Isabel every day, you know, when instead of getting a wake up call, you kind of get a call from Isabel, like of all the things you've got signed up on the list today. Oh, I can see them definitely calling your cell phone, like in the game. Yep. Like you walk out the front, if you sold through like the, the drop off box, you, yep. the second you start the game, it's like, it's like, and I think you stay at the Nook Hotel or if you wanted to make it even more of an experience you do what disney has done with kind of their like vacation club resorts and you can literally book yourself a little house in animal crossing oh. that maybe sleeps oh, like four people nice. right maybe has like two that. bedrooms and stuff like that sure and all the houses are lined up like they would in animal crossing and you could stay there and obviously you know tom nook is there in whatever guest services or whatnot with Isabel and between screens and holograms and stuff like that, you can really like almost interact with these people as well as interacting with real people that work there and people who are, who are visiting. And I think that while Animal Crossing shouldn't have like rides per se, I think there should be elements of the, the game inside this little theme park, this little section of the theme park and inside this resort. Maybe you can go out and you can, you know, maybe on your phone, you get a list of things that you could do every single day of like, okay, well, it looks like the weeds need to be tended to in this area. And like, if you could just go there and like pick up like these fake weeds that are in the ground and they interact with your Nook bracelet and your phone, and you can gain all these like Nook points or coins or whatever you want to do to gain them which can then be used later on to give you a discount in the shop, maybe give you a, a an express pass to get to the front of the line for a ride. Maybe you could do it to enhance your, your visit in some other way. Maybe maybe KK Slider will play a concert in your room when you gain- Wow, that's how points. you know you made it. Exactly. Because <laughs> he's everyone's favorite musician. He is in all, in all genres. All genres. I love KK Slider. I love- uh... And I gotta say, I don't. No, I love. I I respect that you don't, but I love KK Slider. Mike um found a video of like a live KK Slider concert <laughs> where it was like thousands. Of, it was a hologram, but he played it for me, and like I just started crying. And like I had also <laughs> had nice. a very stressful week, but I was like, yeah, KK gets it. <laughs> I think KK is lovely. I just don't like that he triggers the end game credits. If I, I I like I ignore him in the plaza now. Yeah. Because what else can you do? Yeah. 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 So I think too, it's like you can have KK Slider play a concert in your room. Maybe you can have, and I think also at the Animal Crossing Island, you need all the same shops. Able Sisters needs to be there where all the merchandise is going and to be. And you can make your own t-shirt. Yeah. I do think that having like direct print on order, or if you, when you get there, you can go into the shop, you can pick it, pick a shirt out and like, oh, I would like that or design it yourself. And then they print it for you. Like when you leave. Yeah. Like it's waiting for you, like with your Animal Crossing, like care package when you leave Animal Crossing. They send everyone, it to the storage at your room. Everyone. Yeah, exactly. They, just ship, it to they, your they room. ship it to your room. But like <laughs> as you and, you know, you have Able Sisters, I think you should have uh, Nook's Cranny, which is obviously your gift shop. Um, you know, you will have a food court. I think there should be some kind of things with when it comes to like the fruit and they have all these different fruit, fruit related snacks and stuff that you could pick up in the store, maybe the restaurants and the coffee shop, everything that we've experienced from the old Animal Crossing game should be here, but for real. And you actually are staying like in the park. And from there, you can go to, you know, Peach's Castle and, and the, the Super Mario section, or you can go to the Donkey Kong section and all that stuff. But you're still, you're staying in the park, but it's kind of cut off from the rest of the park because this is something that's built to be more of an experience for you as an Animal Crossing villager where you yourself get to kind of live in this semi-virtual, semi-real AR-enhanced world 
for a few days where you can do Animal Crossing things. Like maybe you can like even build stuff that they can maybe give you or make friends with the villagers and see your Animal Crossing score on your app go up. Because you got to gamify it a little bit. And maybe you could somehow connect this to the games so that your scores in the games will translate to your online profile, which could then translate to the to the park because you're right. what you're doing in game can translate and what you do at the park can translate in the game. Maybe you can build stuff with DIY at the park. And when you go home in your email, you'll get a collection of things that you can then import into your animal crossing game because you want to keep the cycle going. Right. Yeah. Can you earn miles for doing things? And then you can import yeah. the nook miles you earn into your nook miles account. In that the game? could maybe that could be it. There's a, definitely a way to connect that with online accounts and Nintendo has all that stuff ready to go. You need nook miles. It's all about the nook miles. At the end of your trip, everyone is sad to see you go. Like I think yeah. as you go out, there's probably some sort of checkout system where like all the villagers are sad and they wave at you and they ask you to, you know, they hope you come back real soon. Can you take like a picture on the arch with like all of them? But sure. it's you, not your like avatar you. <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's um, great. Also, I think Sahara should have a housewares store. Sure. Oh, yes. Sahara sure. has housewares where she sells everything from housewares to rugs. I stand Sahara. I actually really like Sahara. Sahara. No, not, Sahara's not everyone's favorite special villager, but I, I love rugs and carpets. I just that's do. why I have my moon rug. Yeah. 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 Ah. I love I love all the villagers, and I think that it would be a really great way to enhance the Nintendo Super Nintendo World experience with Animal Crossing and its popularity to kind of give you an experiential park to go to while you're going to all this stuff and going on all these rides. So that's my idea. I want an Animal Crossing like resort I love park. It. I want to I stay would, there. I would move yeah, there. I would save up a million dollars so I could afford one of those cottages for a day. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, well, it's <laughs> going to be a million dollars a day. So yes, hope you yes. enjoy it. This is 12 grand a night. I feel like Julian's themed cottage would have to have like a fog machine running 24 hours a day just Perfect. to like establish that. the floor. Yeah, yes. and I think, you know, I there should probably also be some like mascot versions of the characters walking around so you can take pictures and all that good theme park goodness when you're done with your Mario Kart ride or your Donkey Kong mine train, <laughs> mine train ride. So I feel like Timmy and Tommy and they just follow you around. But yeah, that's my idea. I think everyone I had great it, pictures. I, I think I think this, this series has a lot going for it. I think it's got legs. I think we're going to see a lot of great stuff from Animal Crossing moving forward. I think the things you guys brought to the table would definitely be things Nintendo should consider. Also, yeah, I didn't mention this. There absolutely is a museum at my resort and blathers definitely runs it so oh absolutely yeah so of course oh blathy oh blathers but yeah I, this was a lot of fun I, I really had a great time talking about this stuff so thank Me you too. both Thank you both. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Definitely. And Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. We will have you back again probably very soon, I think. And Jordan, as always, thank you so much for being the best. Likewise. <laughs> I got nothing more than that. Damn it. No, I blew my load on, on whatever the hell I said before. Yeah, we don't remember, but it was great. Simply yeah. the best. <laughs> hey, you don't want to oh, get I can't sued. Top that. Oh. We got we got five. We you got like three or four seconds in there. We're good. All right. Okay. That's good. it. That was the right. All right. For Amanda Mack and Jordan Hugh, I'm Mike Staub. Thank you so much for listening to How About This? And we'll catch you real, real soon. Thank you once again for listening to the latest episode of How About This. I hope you enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun recording this episode and talking about Animal Crossing and really getting into our ideas on how they can expand the property or what they could do with Animal Crossing moving forward. This series has obviously become very important to us, especially during the pandemic. 
and we're really happy to see how Animal Crossing has kind of reached so many more people than it normally had in the past, even though it's always been a fairly big deal for Nintendo. If you want to support the podcast, please be sure to give us a review and a subscribe, and anytime you do something like that, it just makes the podcast more visible to other people who might not know about it. So as they go and search out their podcasts on the podcatcher of their choosing, they can hopefully find How About This, because we know you love it, and we are happy that this is starting to expand nicely. We're getting a lot of great comments and a lot of great feedback, so we really appreciate that from all of you. So thank you so much. As of right now, we only have the one social media outlet, and that's How About This Pod on Instagram. We do have to get better at being more active on social media, but that's something that's going to happen in the coming months. So once again, thank you for listening. We have a lot of great stuff planned for you in the future. We're especially excited for what we have coming this summer. But once again, for Jordan Hugh and Amanda Mack, I'm Mike Staub, and thank you for listening to How About This.